Hello everybody, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spider Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 21 and we're going to be talking about the episode Laser Light Cannon. I'm GC13. And I'm Hunter. And it's just us today. Yeah, no Ken or Dakota. Uh, wasn't it just those two last time? No, no, I was on. I okay, was yeah, on. you were you were on that one, alright. Man, how long has it been since we've had Dakota on? Uh, I don't keep track. <laughs> and I can't remember these things. I think he's been on relatively recently. I mean, it's not like he's been missing every podcast. Yeah, okay. Alright, so this one was Laser Light Cannon. Um, rewatching it, uh, knowing what we know now, uh, with the red eye, it was definitely a big aha moment of... They were definitely doing this on purpose. This was planned. Um, all of their language definitely suggests that they knew before. They knew exactly what it was. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean it, it was it was pretty clear even even around the time of the mirror gem and ocean gem that amethyst was not surprised so much as what is the red eye. She was very surprised, but it's there. Like I thought we took care of this problem a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know that that kind of a thing. Yeah, and there's also a thing that I just noticed today that um uh in that small part when the red eye is being um revealed right bef- right right between when it opens its eyelid i guess and when its eye pupil rolls up um there's the uh what's it the the diamond trinity mm. they're plastered on the eye yeah got detectives now yep yep see you go 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 back through there with a the fine tooth comb mm. The finest of teeth. I thought it was really funny how, but with Amethyst, you know how she's, throw me again, I think I'm cracking it, and then she <laughs> sees the laser light cannon, and she's like, oh, we're saved! <laughs> it just reminded me so much of the return when Opal breaks apart, because Pearl and Amethyst have differing ideas on how to feel about this. Pearl's upset, but Amethyst is so happy you mm-hmm. came back. Woo-woo. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's just funny because... the. This episode premiered with Gem Glow, so I, in a way, you could say the series starts with, or the season starts with Steven showing up on the beach, coming to the rescue, and then the season almost ends. I mean, it's the second to last and the second. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. The yeah, this the season definitely starts and ends with um, it definitely starts and ends canonically with Steven storming on the beach to save the day, and I, I like that. That's a nice touch. Mm. Um, also, I noticed um, Stephen. Uh, a lot of people before were uh, commenting on how much Stephen seemed to have uh, "quote unquote" grown um, through episode, through early episodes to later episodes, and I didn't quite see it. But now that I'm looking at it, there is definitely a big difference. Um, he looks in the episode he looks uh, a bit chunkier and his eyes are drawn a lot smaller i think because mm. i've compared earlier and later episodes and he seems to be about the same height like relative to garnet in Sirius steven and in um, future vision and every time i can catch him by a doorknob he's about the same height as a doorknob <laughs> that's a good point of reference well, I mean, they're usually three feet off the ground, that's why I was looking for doorknobs specifically. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just that he looks more, um, I... 
I don't want to say heroic, but he definitely looks more confident, more defined as a gym. We're, we're getting close. To, we're getting closer to that ideal, you know, mm-hmm. hero from Greek mythology. Just yep. give us a few. Give us a few. Give us a few seasons with a personal trainer. We'll get there. Woo Steven's gonna be strong in the real way. Oh Just yeah, one of these days, he's gonna get super strong like Sugalite. <laughs> and let's was speak. Speaking of physical strength, though, how heavy do you think that that light cannon is? Um, ah, uh, geez, if I were gonna guess, I'd say like two fifty plus. Yeah, that that's around where I was yeah. thinking. I mean, it's at least as heavy as a couch. Mm-hmm. Two fifty pounds plus. Oh, speaking of weight, okay, there's something I noticed at the very end of the episode uh, when the red eye explodes. Okay, uh, the big it's a big explosion, and um, a bit of a shock wave happens. Now, when the shockwave happens, Garnet, Pearl, and Steven, you know, their hair kind of blows back, their clothes are a little ruffled, uh, nothing, like, too big. But Amethyst is full-on just, like, clinging to the laser light cannon <laughs> and wavering in the wind. How 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 light is Amethyst compared? Well, I mean, I guess she was being thrown, but I didn't... I guess she can be as heavy as she wants to be, you know? I mean, she... Her body's an illusion, after all. <laughs> I I guess, but like I never really figured she was just that much lighter. Like I I didn't figure she was so much lighter than Steven. Hmm. Um, I don't know. It's a little odd. Steven's heavy in the real way. I don't know. Uh, you know, you know, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Does that make Amethyst heavy in the fake way? Um. You know what, I don't think she, at this point in the series, has done enough introspection to be really sure about that. Uh, I guess so. I guess so. Um, now let's let's talk about Greg, because if, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time we see Greg in the series, no? Yeah, he wasn't in uh, Gem Glow, so this is, this is Greg's debut. This is, it's a good debut, it really sets the tone for Greg. <laughs> I almost waffled your face! <laughs> God, I love Greg so much. I want I want more just Greg episodes. I want Greg Greg's universe. Yeah, Greg Greg universe like the like the comic they did, the last comic they released. I you see I I wasn't on that podcast cuz I I haven't read. No, we haven't done the comics yet. You'll Have we not? You, uh, no, we haven't. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. We've done Attack the Light and that's the only non-episode podcast we've All right. done. You're right. You're right. Uh I I haven't read the comics and I don't think I'll be getting around to it too soon because they cost monies yeah money 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 yeah and to i think to get all the comics uh, i'd take about 15 bucks and I'm, yeah. I'm sure i could i'm sure i could spare that but uh you know it's still money i'm a, I'm a greedy little man hunter is cheap in the real way cheap in the real way gotta keep my shekels to myself there you go i just love greg <laughs> Greg is a Greg is a pretty fun dad. <laughs> so when Greg, you know, sees Steven there, he's like, "Steven?" You get the impression that he hasn't seen Steven for a little while, but considering what he says afterwards, that it still wouldn't be weird for Steven to come hang out with him. Yeah, I I get what you mean. I I was actually getting a vibe from him with the second statement that like that, Come to as, pal around with your yeah, old man. Yeah, just as like re reformation of the fact that Stephen doesn't uh, see his dad too often. Like, man, this is this is a golden opportunity. You wanna you wanna do some like growing and stuff. You wanna 
learn something about your emotional self because we don't we don't get a lot of these moments you know buddy and the funny thing is the it's not like his dad lives far away i mean he's literally just down the street from the big donut yeah i don't know it's weird i i'm, I'm not i'm not exactly sure what to make of it i'm not sure of their um relationship beforehand but I guess that just means it's an open question. How long has Steven actually been living with the Crystal Gems? I, I've said earlier on the podcast that, you know, you kind of watching how Steven's attitude towards them changes from the beginning of the series to later in the series, I got the impression that he, he hadn't been living with them for very long because he seems to be very intensely hero-worshipping them right at the start, whereas, you know, later on it's, you know, ain't no thang anymore, but... Then again, he has just started going on missions with them, so that might be the reason for his increased confidence, but I really don't know. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point to get across, because Steven has also uh, pretty much acted the same way towards Greg uh, throughout the entirety of the show. Uh, I haven't seen much of a change in his attitude towards his pop. Yeah, I mean, they're not growing any more distant, so... Yeah. I mean, you look you look at this, uh, their attitudes t towards each other in this episode. It, it's it's not too different from their attitudes in uh, the Wailing Stone. Yeah, or yeah. like maximum capacity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just helping him, you know. Yeah, just hanging take out, things in from the winter. Hanging out with his old man. So yeah, maybe maybe they have uh, been still been spending you know a decent amount of time together. Um, I think maybe maybe. Maybe right before uh, this first episode, maybe a good few months beforehand, this was his like coming of age thing of like, well, you're old enough uh, and you're a gym, you might as well start living at the temple. That might be a thing. Maybe. And I'm I'm still hoping that we get uh, an episode where we look back at to how Steven was raised. Like, how was how did that go down? Was uh were the gyms like a weekend dad and Greg was <laughs> yeah. Was there yeah. was his primary caretaker? I don't know. I can't. I like I like all the fan comics people make of the gems raising baby Stephen. Yeah, some really <laughs> really cutesy ones. They really do. Uh, I think my favorites are normally Garnet. I like the one where he's picking flowers for Pearl, and she so she makes them into like a little necklace or a headband or something. Yeah, I know the one. There's a lot of really good comics of Pearl. Because Bird Mom is best mom. We'll agree to disagree. Okay, okay. Yeah, but there definitely are a lot of good... Um, well, with the establishment of Pearl and uh, Rose, there definitely are a lot of good comics with Pearl. Mm -hmm. Really hits you right in the feels. Oh, my feels. Oof, need to get some stitches for that. Mm-hmm. It's nasty. There's emotion leaking everywhere. Oof, got that emotion juice. 100% natural emotion use. So, we learned in Warp Tour, though, 34 episodes, you know, down the line. Not even, not even Warp Tour, it was Marble Madness. So, 42 episodes down the line that the Red Eye had been sent on a scouting mission by the Homeworld. And that's a, that's a whole, I don't know what's going on there. I'm still waiting for an explanation on that. Why, why are they using... A, why are they using such old technology if they obviously have better things available? And uh, the second thing, how did how did she not notice Amethyst crashing into the thing? I mean, that's the question everybody asks. So 
you kind of assume that it has to report back to the homeworld rather than live streaming everything, but it was going to crash into the Earth, destroying itself, presumably. So how is it going to report back anyway? Yeah, that's that's an interesting thought. And also, uh, going back to the better technology thing, you know, Lapis says that they have, uh, they're, how, how many years, millions, or... Of years I don't know. Of... I just I just remember her saying that everything is so advanced and she doesn't understand anything anymore. But obviously the gems recognize the red eye. Why would they be using such outdated technology? Yeah, I, I, exactly. That Pearl, I don't, it might not actually be outdated. Pearl said she didn't know they were that big, so it could have been an update oh. to an old, old you know, design. That is possible now that I think about it. That's a good point. Hmm. Yeah, so back in the diggity day... Uh, there was just a whole bunch of tiny little red-eye sentinels that came down. Hmm. So, that's possible. I mean, there there is the idea that all the spaceships are meant to be able to fuse into one giant, giant ship, but hmm. that'd be weird. Yeah, well, we've seen the eye, we've seen the hand. We're, I'm, I'm waiting for some feet. I'm waiting for an, for an armpit. You're waiting for a giant foot, and Steven will know exactly how to take care of that. Oh, the giant foot returneth! (laughs) Steven, take care of it! Splash! (laughs) Episode over. The the rest of the episode is an episode of Crying Breakfast Friends. Oh god, I'd love that. I'd love it if they just came out with just a filler episode of of an episode of the Crying (laughs) Breakfast Friends. If if we're going to have true filler... That is something I would sign on for. Because uh, I'm so curious, what the heck kind of show is Crying Breakfast Friends? Um, I mean, obviously they have interactions if you can have characters like Pining Grapefruit, you know, demonstrating that they wish they were a better role model. But all we ever see is just them crying, but I guess that's just the bumpers. Who knows, man? I mean, I, if you were going to represent a show about crying fruit, what better than a clip of fruit crying? Or not just fruit, also my main man, Sniffling Croissant. And uh, who could forget yeah. about spilt milk? Yeah, spilled milk. So practical, though. <laughs> uh, is it wrong that I'm still so disappointed that we never got to find out what crying breakfast friend Amethyst was? Uh, uh, no, I'm disappointed. I'm extremely disappointed. Okay. I'm I'm also disappointed we don't have like an ingrown uh rising um rivalry of factions of which crying breakfast friend are you of like secret guerrilla warfares between the sniffling croissants and the pining grapefruits. Well, I mean, really all of the crying breakfast friends are uh you know matter no matter their differences on a day-to-day basis, they're all allies against the uh angry breakfast enemies i guess i don't think that's what they called themselves but that's what the crying breakfast friends always call them the laughing dinner buddies laughing dinner buddies oh (laughs) those guys are the worst god screw the screw the laughing dinner buddies that's a (laughs) what a lame show god who wants to see a bunch of mashed potatoes and meatloaf just laughing god who wants to watch a show about people having a good time not That's what me. all the Steven Universe people are wondering. Jeez. Who needs a map? Got a bunch of weirdos watching shows where people are happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll bet they're so, uh, what they're so happy about. What? Snakes have arms in their world. <laughs> oh, goodness. Not the Sneeple. Sneeple are rising. Uh, 
Yep, see, it's all a plot. We've we've connected it all. Yep. That's we're we are the Ronaldos of the world. Woohoo! But um another thing, uh late, lately I've been paying a lot of attention to um just sort of the background music in the Steven Universe. Yeah. And uh this episode had a lot of really good ones. I like the Dad Museum track. Oh yeah, the Dad Museum up. one was good. Uh at the very beginning when they're just getting the fry bits is pretty good. The bits. The bits. And then they got then you got the urgent piano music when they're trying to figure out how to activate the mm-hmm. the cannon. Mm-hmm. And of course that there's that just beautiful little track uh that switches immediately from that piano music to uh, when Rose yeah, when it fires yeah, that that the was Rose very music. good stuff. Oh god. It's beautiful. Uh what would you mm-hmm. what what's your favorite uh Steven Universe song? Dance of Swords. Dance of Swords? All right, no, I can no, see that. Dance of Swords from uh when Hollow Pearl and Pearl are dueling and Steven the Swordfighter. I love that song so much. I can see that. Well, one of the one of my favorite ones is uh I think it's called Paradise. It was on um the uh island what uh, whatever that okay. episode was called. The Island Adventure Yeah, episode. Island Adventure. Yeah, there's one called Paradise and it's uh it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And then the other one is Jeez, where is it? It's one that a lot of people... I'm still here. That's it. Ah, yes. That is a very good one. I like that one a lot, too. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, I'm Still Here. And also, Be Cool at the Club. Oh, yeah, that one's good. It's just this this long three-minute and somewhat second uh, track by uh, our old favorite DJ, Sour Cream. Mm Mm-hmm. It's Kevin time. <laughs> they got the got the horns going. Woo-hoo. Yeah, of of course I could sit here saying, "Oh yeah, that's a good one." To probably at least half of the yeah. stuff on the SoundCloud, and that's just the stuff that I can remember the name of. Mm-hmm. I get you. It's a lot. It's it's a lot of good music. Like yeah, I, it... I love that they put that up for us. I yeah. I very much appreciate that. Yeah. And like a lot of my friends, uh, they don't watch the show, but even they respect the music in this show. It's, it's, it doesn't, it shouldn't be as good as it is, but it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, where's our soundtrack? I mean, come on, guys. Come on. But um, yeah. Also, I'd like to point out that uh, we didn't really um, hear a whole lot of Stephen's supposed quote-unquote catchphrase after this episode. I think we heard it like one other episode. Um, yeah, but the commercials kind of turned it into a catchphrase. Yeah, so. I don't know, because we we did we heard it we heard it quite a lot in this episode. I just found it a little odd that it just sort of dropped off and like forgot was forgotten about. You know, mm. I mean, yeah, considering how much you know how prominent it is in the fan imagination. What does that even mean? What does it even mean? If every pork chop were perfect, we wouldn't have hot dogs. Well, you don't make hot dogs out of the stuff that's good enough to turn into a pork chop, but people like hot dogs anyway. So therefore, if everything were perfect, we wouldn't have the fun stuff that we like. I guess? Huh. Just look at it this way. If everyone were perfect, we wouldn't have Greg Universe. Yeah! Alright, I'm behind it now. That's good. That's great. Also, um, there's a YouTube channel... I can't remember what it's called, but they do a show called What's the Damage Steven Universe? <laughs> and um, 
They just go through episodes and uh, count up how much damage in monetary value they are accruing. <laughs> it's it's really silly. Um, I wonder how much money the pizza family sign costs. <laughs> as well as uh, another good YouTube channel. Um, uh, it's always sunny in Beach City. Yeah, I love that guy. That guy's great. I mean, overall, it's it's good. It's it's just it's a good episode, you know. It's good, Greg. I do want to say though, how funny it is when Steven thinks he's found the light cannon. He picks up the teacher cannon, and the first thing he does is fires it off into the air. She- <laughs> if that had been the laser light, oh goodness, <laughs> jeez, Steven, how irresponsible are you? Like really? It's okay. Just shoot. Ugh. He shirted the mayor later, so. <laughs> I mean, th- that roof would have been the least of his worries. And, you know, in Steven's defense, you know, the the um, golf bag he picked up did have a rose on mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So it makes you wonder, if Greg doesn't golf, did Rose? That's... I didn't think about that. Did she, did she uh, hobnob with the other gem leaders before she decided <laughs> to break away and form her rebellion? Is Is that, you know, did the gems have a country club on Earth? I think that's canonical. Um, the Rose Country Club. There you go. Yeah, it's all it's all but fact. Yeah, the Rose Courts you know. Country Club. We can we can start a page for that on the wiki because you know clearly it was clearly alluded to in this episode. But yeah, you know what makes it even worse though when Connie and Stephen you you haven't read the comics but there's a short comic where they're having like a play war in Greg's storage unit and one of the attacks that Connie uses against Stephen is she pops him with the t-shirt cannon. Oh jeez. Man, that could have been a total massacre. I mean, I don't know. Could his bubble have protected him? Or would he have had to use the shield for that? Not even just, like, him. Just the entire the entirety of Beach City, if, if they're shooting vertical or horizontal. I mean, geez, when, like, when do you think that would stop? Hmm. Now, that is a question. Would it follow the curvature of the Earth, or would it bore a straight line through the Earth? And even then, like, would it just, would it keep going until it hit something? I mean, what what something would keep it from going? Would it have to hit something organic, like the, uh... have to hit a Mass Effect Dreadnought, because Sir Isaac Newton is the deadliest son of a gun in space. (laughs) I, I, I suppose that's true. When you fire this light cannon, you are ruining someone's day. (laughs) <laughs> you you shoot you shoot up it's coming down at one point or another <laughs> oh i do love laser light cannon it, it was one of my early favorites and if i yeah. if i had to pick from the first half of season one a top five it's probably in that top five i have such a hard time assembling favorite lists of steven universe because my first instinct is to put half of the series in there with my favorites yeah i get you but, a lot uh, of them are really good but i mean this is always one that's High in my thoughts, especially for the early portion of the series. It, Tiger Millionaire, Serious Steven, <laughs> Giant Woman, Ooh. you know, Steven the Sword Fighter, and see what I, see uh, what I mean? You know, just the series. Yeah, you know, like Steven. If I if I had to pick my favorite Steven Universe episode, it would it would probably be Steven Universe. You know, yeah, it's such yeah, a good I series. Can, I can get behind that. I don't know. I I definitely. Uh... First half of the season, I don't know if I could choose. Um, probably uh, uh, Island Adventure. That's the that's the second half of the season. 
Yeah, that and probably Monster Buddies. Oh, Monster Buddies was good. Yeah. It's a late entry, but it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, geez, also Lars and the Cool Kids. Eh, that episode never did too much for me. Oh. Okay, everybody, we will see you next week. We will probably be talking about the episode Cheeseburger Backpack. Until then, yeah. I'm GC13. And I'm Hunter. See you next week. Later, kiddos. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.